You're listening to A Playful Podcast, where I talk about everything from the wonders of messy play to stories from my wonderful but messy life. I'm Mariah, and I'm the creator of A Playful Purpose Learning for Littles, and I'm so glad you found me. All right, let's get this party started. Hey everyone, welcome back to A Playful Podcast, second episode of 2022. Let's go. Today's episode is all about systems and routines, which I had kind of mentioned in my last episode as something I was really embracing to help me keep my goals on track for 2022 in terms of my business. But today I'm going to dive in a little bit more about what those systems and routines are and how you can use them in your teaching practice to help you avoid getting burnt out and to get things done as efficiently as possible. But before we start, let's do the weekly check-in where I tell you a little bit about what's going on in my life. And I'm going to start out by saying that I'm very proud of myself because I've been doing a great job at doing less scrolling on social media. And this is one of the goals I mentioned in my previous episode where I wanted to stop mindlessly scrolling and kind of get back to the point of social media, which is connecting and sharing. So I've been particularly good about this before bed where I would be super exhausted. I would say goodnight to Dave. I would go upstairs and then spend an additional 30 minutes scrolling my phone. No more. Haven't done that since the new year. Super proud of myself and I'm definitely sleeping better, which is not groundbreaking news, but something that I am proud about and wanted to share. I've also been actively trying to comment on people's posts more and engage with them in the comments. And I really do love it. Like I'm not being dramatic here. I really love chatting with people through comments and bonding over different ideas and getting to know people that you feel like you know because you follow them, but you don't really know them in real life. So I'm pretty proud of myself for that goal so far. And if you're doing the same goal as me, I hope that you're noticing just those small changes and how it kind of affects your mindset overall. Other than that, nothing too big going on. I'm starting a new four-week program with Bar with Jill. Like I said, really trying to get back to old Mariah, get back to fitness, which makes me feel good and loved the four-week program I did with her. So I'm doing another one and just feeling really good about it. It's all about finding ways to make yourself feel good, which again, none of this is groundbreaking, but it's something I just gotten away with for a while. And I was feeling the need to, you know, force myself to go running or go, go do a cycle class when I really didn't want to. So figuring out what exercise I'm feeling called to and what exercise feels good in my body has been really, really liberating for me. Anywho, let's jump into today's episode, which is all about systems and routines. And this kind of started for me because I saw Kate of Born to Educate on Instagram talking about decision fatigue and meal prep. And again, meal prep. Nothing here is like groundbreaking information that you've never heard before, but we hadn't done it in so long and her post resonated with me so much because literally Dave and I every single day would be asking each other, what do you want for dinner? And it would just get to the point that we're talking about it earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier in the day and annoying each other because neither one of us wanted to make the decision. So now one of our non-negotiables is on Friday nights, we sit down and we meal plan for the week. And as a reward, we have pizza. Every second week we order it, and the other week we make our own. But we have pizza, we meal plan for the week, and we write out the grocery list. And what we found is that we're just so much happier because when we say, what's for dinner? We just look at the whiteboard in our kitchen and the answer is right there. There's no more eye rolling about it. There's no more exasperated size. We already know the answer. And that is amazing. Kate was mentioning that she does also a grocery pickup while making the grocery list for the week, and that saves her a lot of time and stress. Personally, we like going to the grocery store. It's a fun outing to do with Andrew. I just like going in general by myself. 
So we've kept that in there, but if you're looking for kind of that additional hack piece, order your groceries. It costs a few bucks, but probably saves you a lot of time and especially a lot of stress if you don't like that activity. It's also helping me because before I would kind of just snack throughout the day and eat whatever I could find for lunch, but now we have it planned out where we have specific leftovers for eating for lunch on specific days. And again, reduces my decision fatigue, reduces my time spent in the kitchen because before I was kind of scrambling to get something together while looking after Andrew. It's just simplified the whole eating process of our life. So I decided to implement this kind of pre-planning, getting rid of decision fatigue into my business, which again, I kind of had talked about briefly in the last podcast, but what it's looking like are specific dates that we're doing things. So like I mentioned, meal planning is on Friday nights. I have specific dates now for things in my business. Example, I do all my accounting on the 15th of the month. This is because we get paid from TBT on the 11th, so I give enough time to transfer the money and then I do all my accounting. On the 20th, I look ahead to the next month and I'm going to just make sure I have everything ready to go. And then on the first of the month, it's stats day where I go through and I look through how things perform throughout the month and I get ready for the month ahead. What I'm finding is that this is preventing me from doing things twice. Because before I would like transfer money one day, transfer money on another day, pay my assistance on one day, do all different things. So I was logging into online banking and I was opening up my spreadsheet and I was putting things in multiple times. And while that's not a lot of time necessarily, it does add up. And again, I'm working in nap times here. So if I'm spending a few minutes each nap time doing accounting, that's not a good use of my time. It's easier for me to do all of that on one day and prevents me from going back in and kind of sucking up my time with those tiny tasks. It's also making it so I don't forget anything, like paying my assistants. I don't want to forget to do that, but I'm not able to schedule their e-transfers, so it's helpful for me to sit down once a month on a specific day and to make sure that everything is in order. And I was thinking back to when I was in the classroom and how useful this would have been if I had specific days of the month that I used to do all these different things. It just would have been so much more helpful for me to have one day of the month that I did all of my filing. One day of the month that I really focused on making sure and going through my documentation and noticing where the holes were. Really helpful for parent communication. If on Wednesdays, I'm going to send an email to parents. If you can schedule specific days, it's going to help you from your preps flying by super quickly because you're doing all kinds of different tiny tasks throughout the prep. If every single prep you are running around doing a bunch of different five-minute tasks, it's not as helpful than if on Wednesday prep, you're going to do all of your filing. On Tuesday prep, you're going to make sure your plans are set for the week. Do you know what I mean? Like having these set days in your schedule that you can write in your planner, eventually that's going to become a routine for you. And I feel like it's just going to become so much more efficient. The same can be said about having a routine that repeats week to week for your students. And we all know that our littles thrive on consistency and thrive on predictable routines. So why not really lean into this? My favorite example is Writer's Workshop, and we would do this every single Monday. And not only did it get rid of my Sunday scaries because I had Mondays planned for the entire year, It helped the kids because they would know, okay, after two home days, we come in and we do our writer's workshop. And this routine was a routine in itself. We'd come to carpet, we'd go over the prompt, 
we would go over the expectations, they would go to their table spot, they would do their writing, and it was so calm and so great. And it's rare in kinder that you have everyone sitting down doing the same activity. And this is definitely one of those perks of having prompt-based writing. And I think I'm going to do a bonus episode on prompt-based writing because I've been seeing it floating around a bunch in social media land and I want to talk about it a bit more. If we can plan out specific days and activities for our littles, it helps us plan because you're focused in on, okay, instead of you can do whatever you want for circle time today, you're like, oh, it's Tuesday, we have to do a science activity. And right away, you're filtering through the activity possibilities and you're helping yourself in your planning. And the more we can make our planning be faster and more efficient, the better. You can also do this with your centers. So for example, let's say you're going to have out like a search and find sensory bin. Maybe you're using my Trouvé Trace product line. If you can just have that and swap out just the cards in that every week, every two weeks, every month, whatever, it helps in your planning because that's one center done. It helps with your littles because they know what to expect and it just makes everything go by so much smoother. If you always have out, for example, for morning bins, coloring, play-doh, and a trouvé trace, then you can change up the theme slightly, but your planning is so much easier and it's so comforting for your littles because they know what they're coming into and they know what to expect. The expectations are the same, they don't need an explanation, and they can really just get going right away. These are also things that are incredibly easy to switch up depending on the theme or depending on what inquiry you're in. So embracing that ease of repeated centers and things that are similar yet a little bit different is a great way to use a system to help you with your planning and make things a lot easier on yourself. And the best part of routines and the way that we are cycling things through and repeating them over and over again is that we can then embrace batching. And this is a new concept to me that took me a little bit of time to wrap my head around. So I want to spend some time today telling you about why you should batch. So for example, in my business, I would every Monday be writing my email for the week and then every Thursday be recording the podcast and then, oh, it's almost Valentine's Day. I need to be working on Valentine's Day product. And I was always like stumbling over myself to get everything done, which is why one of my goals for this year is to always be a month ahead of myself. And the only way I can do this is with batching. So when I look at my emails, I sat down one day in December and I wrote out a skeleton plan for all of my emails from January until March. And I looked at what products I want to talk about and I looked at different play ideas I'm going to put in for each email. And I made a skeleton template so that it's really easy for me to just send out the email every week. Now I'm not spending 45 minutes to an hour writing that email on Mondays every week. I just have to look at the plan I had, add in a few new details and schedule it. If you're not on my email list, I send them out on Tuesday mornings and every single email of 2022 is going to have a quick personal update, a simple play idea, and then a weekly rec. So totally recommend being on my email list. I love it. Someone even told me it was the highlight of their week. So don't want to toot my own horn too much, but you should definitely get on that list. But batching has reduced so much of this email stress for me and so much of the, oh my gosh, it's Monday night and tomorrow's Tuesday and my email needs to come out. I need to write it right now. And you can apply this to your teaching as well. For example, we were talking about earlier having preps assigned to specific things. If you think about parent emails, let's say one of your goals is you want to start sending out more positive parent emails throughout the week. Well, if you're sparking up your email and sending out one parent positive note every single day of the week, you're using up a lot of time in that opening the email, drafting out the comment, finding your parent's email address and sending it. Every single day you're using up that time. Maybe it's only like two or three minutes, but that start and finishing component of the task adds up over time. 
So if instead on Mondays, you're like, okay, the first 20 minutes of my prep on Mondays, I'm sending out five positive comments to parents. Well, now your email's already open, your comment is already drafted, and your parent communication address book or whatever you want to call it is open as well. So you're reducing the startup and finishing of each of these tasks, and you're able to bang them out a lot more efficiently. That's kind of like the whole concept is that once you've started something, it's easier to get more of them done in a row. You're in the zone, you've put that hat on, and you're able to get some momentum into that task compared to starting and stopping all of the time. You might feel like you need to get behind to get ahead. And I definitely felt this way too, where I was like, how on earth can I prep multiple podcast episodes in a row when I don't even have this week's podcast? There's a couple different ways you can troubleshoot this. First, you can just proactively choose to skip a week. You probably missed weeks accidentally on the old system just from being flustered and not being able to catch up with yourself. So if you proactively decide, okay, you know what? I'm not going to put a podcast episode out this week because I'm going to plan for the three future ones and then I'll not miss those three for sure. And then over the course of those next three weeks, so normally you'd be recording week of, you can be recording for podcasts weeks out and hopefully batching them so that you're saving yourself lots of time. And I know you're probably listening to this being like, Mariah, why did you use a podcast example? I don't have a podcast. And it's just because I'm podcasting right now and it came to my mind. But the same can be true for anything in regards to your teaching. Think about it in terms of report writing. For me, it's always easier to write all of one frame at once compared to sitting down and writing one child at once. Because if I'm writing the self-regulation and well-being frame, now I've got that lingo in my mind. I have those expectations fresh in my mind. And it's a lot easier for me to go through and write 20 comments all about self-regulation than it is for me to sit down and write self-regulation, math, problem solving, and belonging and contributing, and then moving on to the next kid and starting all over again. When we can lump together similar tasks, it's easier for us. We get that momentum. We get into the zone. We're not doing the startup and ending tasks, and we're able to get ahead, which is really helpful in reducing feelings of burnout. Another way you can kind of mitigate this is by splitting your time. So for example, I generally have like a two-hour nap for Andrew in the morning. And before, I would spend that whole time working on a current project. But what was suggested to me was split the time in half. So the first hour on the current task and the second hour on prepping for future tasks. And what this meant was that I lost a little bit of time on the current task, but I was still able to get that stuff going. And slowly over time, over the course of a week or two, I had enough of that extra time built in that I could get a good head start on those future tasks. A good example of this for teaching would be planning for your circle time. So let's say right now you're kind of caught up in how busy everything is and you're planning for your circle the day before it happens. Well, instead, what you're going to do is you're going to split your prep time in half and you're going to take the first 20 minutes to plan for the next circle time. The last 20 minutes, you're going to plan for next week's circle. And then it's the next day and you're going to take, again, the first 20 minutes to plan for tomorrow's circle and the last 20 minutes to plan for the next week's circle and so on and so forth. By the end of the week, you'll have five circles planned for the next week in addition to the ones you needed to get done while you were in the moment. But eventually you can see how now all of a sudden you have this larger and larger and larger buffer, which frees yourself up to do other tasks throughout the week rather than planning for things you need right away. And again, like I said, it's kind of hard to be wrapping your head around this at first. So feel free to message me about it if you want to troubleshoot. You're like, yeah, but how do I plan for this when I have to do this right now? I'm for sure happy to be that sounding board for you because like I said, it took me talking to a couple people to really wrap my head around how on earth I could be working on things for the future when I didn't even have time to be working on things for my present. 
But I really just think that embracing systems and embracing routines is the vibe of 2022 because the past two years have taught us anything. It's that the world is super unpredictable and we are getting way too burnt out. And so whatever we can do to support ourselves in our careers and in our family lives and in our personal lives, we should do it because there's so much more to life than being stressed and bogged down by everything going on in our day-to-day life. And I really want to figure out ways that we can all feel a lot better about everything going on. Again, if you have any questions about batching or using systems in your teaching practice, for sure send me a DM. I'd love to chat about them with you and figure out how to get some systems going that are going to be really beneficial for you, your littles, and your family. And that brings us to the end of this episode of A Playful Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, sparkle and shine.